eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Sunday, June 21st. It is Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to everybody out there. We are fortunate to have a very special father who is joining us for the second day in a row, Mike Quincy. He is an automotive writer at Consumer Reports. What are you going to do to celebrate being a father? Uh, well, I'm, I was thinking that I was going to wake up and and my wife was going to blindfold me and walk me out to the garage and say, I got you a new Porsche 911 for Father's Day. And no. Not, not happening. <laughs> but I think, I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark just said he thought that this was going in a very different direction. And we're glad yeah. it hasn't. You know, so, but instead we'll probably have Eggs Benedict or something like that. Uh, Thanks very much though. All right. uh, Mike, you are the car guy or one of the big car guys at Consumer Reports. Um, And so that means you write about this, you rate cars, you drive cars. Quick question for you. I know we haven't talked about this in a while, but you know, Tesla stock has gone ballistic on the upside. What's the best Tesla model that people should be looking at if they want to go electric? Tesla has had great success selling their Model 3, and that's their their lower price sedan. This this car almost single-handedly has helped uh, electric cars at least have a tiny blip on the radar. Uh, This car did very well in Consumer Reports test. It's quick. It handles well. You know, it's very stylish. I mean, when you see a Tesla pass you, there's no question about what it is. And Consumer Reports members have also rated it very high in in owner satisfaction. So definitely check out the Model Three. What's up with Prius? Still, like, it's is that the the go to electric or hybrid vehicle that's out there? Well, you see, that's that's an interesting point because a lot of times people ask me, "Is the future electric?" And I say, well, it might be, but you take a a company like Toyota, which is very smart. They're very uh, cash rich. I mean, they they don't go out of their way to put themselves in in great amounts of debt. They're very careful, very cautious, kind of conservative. And Toyota is putting their money into uh, hybrids, gas electric hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and also hydrogen fuel cells, which is a whole different kettle of worms. But Toyota is not banking on all electric cars right now. 
they understand that that Tesla is popular. People love Teslas, but they're not selling all electric vehicles. They don't think the battery technology is there. They mm. probably don't believe that the cold weather performance is there because in the cold, your cruising range with the batteries and electrics goes goes down. Listen, Toyota does not do a lot of dumb things in terms of investment. But when you're looking at what car companies are choosing to put their resources in, and Toyota's not choosing that, and they're, they're a pretty smart company. Let's do this. Let's go buy a car, Mike, okay? Let us presume that we've listened to yesterday's broadcast, and we've done our research, and we have started to test drive a few vehicles. So let's do... Let's do two different scenarios. Let's do your your Honda. You said that yesterday that Honda has a pretty good deal going. So just outline that deal right now. Honda, like a lot of car companies, are offering sizable discounts on a lot of their products. Uh, one of the more recent deals is for you could get a 2020 Honda Accord Hybrid at, at least 11% off MSRP, or as they call it, the sticker price, mm-hmm. which is a great starter. You could even negotiate from there. But that's an awesome deal for a really good, reliable car that did well in Consumer Reports testing. But when you're thinking about maybe going for this deal, one of the good things to have in mind are alternatives. So mm-hmm. by that, I mean... You're considering the Honda Accord, which means you're in the market for a four-door sedan. So what are my other alternatives? Let's go there. So we got their Honda Accord. Uh, I get excited because I heard Mike say, Honda Accord Hybrid, 11% discount. Now what do I compare right. it with? You compare it with other four-door sedans. So I would look at the Nissan Altima, the Ford Fusion, the Toyota Camry, the Subaru Legacy. What that means is... All these cars are really good. All these cars did well in Consumer Reports testing. They all have their strengths and weaknesses. But if for some reason, let's say, you're not getting the love that you hope to get from your Honda dealership, and by that, I mean they're not budging on the price or the dealership experience is is difficult or uncomfortable, what you as a consumer have the right to do is you have the right to walk away from the deal. So that I think is is like the number one advice for all of the Jill on Money uh, fans out there. Don't lock yourself into just one car, one trim line, one color, one anything. Because if the dealer feels like they got you, like oh well, they love me, they love this car, and they're not going to go anywhere. Forget, forget it. You say, listen, I, I don't, I don't want the extra cost. Uh, rust proofing. I don't want the fabric sealant. I don't want the the vehicle identification number etching. And I don't want I don't want all these dealer add ons that make you a lot more money. And you're pressuring me to buy them. So anytime you're uncomfortable in, in any car dealing, you have the ability to just walk away. And and mm. that's why you have alternatives. Okay. So I got my alternatives. What do I do? How do I approach this? Do I say to them, Hey, listen, sales dude or sales gal, I know what your cost is. So how do you approach this? What do you find as the best approach to beginning these negotiations, which can be agonizing, frankly? Absolutely. I bought, I think it's 135 or 140 cars for the Consumer Reports Test Program. And once I make contact with the dealer, and usually it's like email, you go to the dealer website, you configure the car, you send your configuration to a salesperson. I usually say, email me. I don't want to talk on the phone. What can I say? Email me uh, that you got this and we can start talking. And so when it comes down to it, I say, all right, what I'd like is there's the sticker price and there's your cost, your true cost. 
And the true cost of, of the dealer is they get holdbacks from, from the manufacturer. If you sell a certain amount of cars, we're going to give you an extra 500 bucks or whatever. like. But that's part of the negotiation for you as the consumer. So what I say to the dealer is, what is your best price between your cost and the sticker price. Listen, the dealers should try should make some money, right? They're they're in business to make money. The question is how much should they make? I said just pick a number. Pick a number between the sticker price and your cost and usually that's what I go with. See, I don't want to go back and forth for days or hours or whatever trying to get another 20 bucks, another 50 bucks. My time is as important as as saving money. So if if they're going to take money off the sticker and it's close to their cost, then I'm probably going to say, here's my credit card, here's my deposit, and let's move forward. The negotiations, as you mentioned, can be agonizing. So do you negotiate the price and then tell them whether you want to borrow money or lease? Is it the price first and then you go from there? Yes, absolutely. And that's you're right on the money and you you keep them all separate. If you have an old car that you want to trade in, you keep that separate. You don't allow the dealer to lump it all in. You don't allow the dealer to say, well, we'll give you this price if you use certain branded financing. You know, if you, you know, get the extra cost, uh, a rust proofing or something like that. So establish the price of the car, one deal. Establish the, the, how much they're going to give you for your trade in, another deal. And the best thing that you can do even before you start going to dealers is line up financing ahead of time. Go to your bank, go to credit unions. We love credit unions. So you already have that lined up. So again, you don't feel pressure from the dealer to take what they're saying they can do in-house. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. How about a few bugaboos, like the sucker things that happen to people when they're in negotiations? What are some of those things that we need to avoid? Well, number one is if you walk into the dealer thinking you're going to buy that Honda Accord sedan and you see a bright red Mustang GT convertible on the showroom floor and you go, oh, my stars. Oh, my God. That is the only I love this car. And you just start fawning over some car. It's not necessarily a shark smelling blood in the water, but it's like, oh, well, we got this person. You might get talked into buying something that you probably shouldn't buy. It either doesn't make sense for your life or it's too much money. Hmm. So that's one thing. Don't don't allow the dealer to watch you fall in love with a car. Another thing is make sure that you spend the money that you can within your budget. Don't allocate too much of your monthly income to a car payment. And that means don't go to the dealer and say, well, I love that brand new Lexus but I can only spend you know, $200 a month or something like that. They'll find a way to get you into that car and get you a loan that keeps you about a monthly payment. So don't tell the dealer what you can spend every month. Uh, Consumer Reports has done a number of articles 
about the potential traps for long-term loans, like seven-year loans. You can wind up paying off this car for a long, long time, and you wind up owing more than the car is worth. You'll be upside down on, on this loan. And if you get into an accident, the car is totaled, you could be in a lot of financial trouble because you're going to have to pay what the insurance doesn't cover. So don't buy over your head. Are there any um, additional things? I always feel like some of that other crap at the very end, whatever it is, the racing stripe or the blah, 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 that that is also a sucker bet, those, those add-ons. What are some of the add-ons that are just totally not worth it? Oh, the, the stuff that we, we mentioned before. I mean, the, the dealer is saying we're, we can put on extra rust proofing for you for you know $200, something like that. The cars leave the factory with really, really good rust proofing. So this extra rust proofing is not necessary. They'll also say, oh, we have this special paint sealant. Well, again, the cars leaving the factory have better paint jobs now than they've ever had. Uh, fabric protection. Oh, the dealer says, we can spray this stuff on and it'll protect your fabric and blah, blah, blah. And again, these things, if you're concerned about them, you can buy a kit yourself and save a lot of money. Uh, these are profit centers for the dealer. Again, the dealers are allowed to make money, right? But it costs the dealers peanuts to buy these, these products and they pay people very little money to put them on the car and they charge you a whole lot of money for them. Don't fall for those. That's definitely in the sucker realm. What do you think are the most important safety enhancements that we are likely to see in the next model year? What, what should we be looking for? Well, Consumer Reports has amped up the pressure on the manufacturers, for lack of a better term, by saying, listen, we've looked at the data. The data from the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety shows that vehicles equipped with four collision warning, automatic emergency uh, braking with pedestrian detection, blind spot warning, lane departure warning, all of these high-tech safety features are showing a lower accident rate, uh, hmm. lower injury rate, lower fatality rate, and therefore... If you're, you know, again, talking to the manufacturer, well, here, Mr. and Mrs. Manufacturer, um, if your products do not have this as standard equipment, we're not going to recommend them. I, I mean, we're, we're saying the cars have to have these safety features to get a Consumer Reports recommendation, and the manufacturers still really covet that. They want see our stamp of approval. We've done this for many years. I mean, back way back in the day when anti-lock brakes were new and optional or stability control was new or optional. And we said, well, listen, we can't, we can't, we can't recommend these cars without the safety features. And we helped to put pressure on the government and, and rules to have stability control as standard equipment. And now it is standard equipment on every vehicle that you can, every new vehicle that you can buy these days. And we're trying to do the same thing with the automatic emergency braking and, and forward collision warning, uh, like I mentioned earlier. So Mike, one of the most frequently asked questions about the car buying or driving experience is, should I buy or should I lease? Your answer. That is the question. The general thought about leasing versus buying is that if you lease a car, you generally have a lower monthly payment compared to buying it. Leasing a car also might be able to get you into a nicer car 
than you normally could have afforded because the payment is a little bit lower. Let's say if you bought a car and you're making payments and it's a Toyota Camry, you might be able to lease a Lexus ES, which is kind of the fancy version of the Camry for, for about the same or, or less money. Uh, the downside of leasing is that there's a mileage cap that when you, when you sign on to your lease, there's a certain amount of miles every year that you can drive and you get penalized if you go over that when you turn in the car for the lease. Another downside of the lease is that when you are done with the lease, you have to then sign up for another lease. So in other words, your, your payments never stop. But leasing on a regular basis every three years gets you to a new car, new technology, new safety features. In terms of, of just overall cost, for most cases, it is less expensive to buy a car outright and drive it for as many miles as you can. Now, if you're fortunate enough to be able to buy the car right up front in cash, then that is the cheapest way to go. Most people, however, have to take out a loan. But once your your loan is paid off and the car is running fine, then you're, you're done making that payment. So there's a lot of gratification right there. And it helps your, your monthly costs because you don't have to write a check all the time. Do you think that the pandemic is going to actually see a drop in driving going forward? I think so. I, I think a lot of companies that were wary about having their employees work at home are seeing that it can work. And and this is a this is a big mindset change. I'm lucky. My my boss has always encouraged it, and I love to work at home. So I, I'm I'm really grateful about this. But I, I read an article a couple of weeks ago about what might happen to New York real estate because so much of it is business rentals. And maybe a lot of the companies in New York City are saying, um, you know, we, we don't have to pay this huge rent if we can get a lot of our people to work at home because we're still getting stuff done. So I can definitely see how the roads are going to have less track. But listen, again, I'm a car guy, but less driving is probably better for the environment. It is always a pleasure. Mike Quincy, he is an automotive writer at Consumer Reports. I am so grateful every time you come on. Everybody go to consumerreports.org. Be a member. They do great work. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you've got a car buying question, I'm always happy to forward it to Mike anyway, but I may take a stab at it. Our email address is askjill at jillonmoney.com. We've got tons of resources that are on our website, jillonmoney.com. You can always get to us from there. And of course, remember to wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your social distancing, and do something kind for somebody. Maybe it's a father. Maybe it's your father. Maybe it's your brother who's a father. I don't care. Whatever. Do something nice for somebody. Thanks for all of you for listening and happy Father's Day. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. 
They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.